Yo, 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 what up? Welcome back, baby. Welcome to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. I am your host, Oz, sitting in, in the studio, a little happier than I have been in a long time, baby. The San Jose Earthquakes finally, finally come through with a win, big win over LAFC. Um, we'll get all into that this week. Um, Yeah, but anyway, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back in these these rare positive times in San Jose Earthquakes land. Um, what a game. But anyway, since I last recorded, it was right before the Quakes were going to take on Colorado. And I, w- I was feeling a little comfortable, a little confident. I'm like, all right, you drew against Colorado at home. Um, and again, you barely lost. Kai Kamara scored late, I think it was 81st, 83rd minute, something like that. He's gone. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck yeah, all right, feeling good. And the Quakes went into Colorado and proceeded Oh, five to nothing. What? I don't even know who I'm giving a goal to. It was five to nothing. Uh, got shut out in Colorado right after losing six to one in Portland or against Portland. And fuck, and things were looking bleak. Things were looking bleak. People were turning on Almeida, demanding that he either change his system or that the earthquakes change managers. And I'm here on the show saying, like, dude, he's not going to. He's not going to change unless he's going to change his philosophy for the rest of his life. Like, you know, it's a, unless it's a fundamental change to a style that's going to carry on forever. As far as everything I've known about Matias Almeida, nothing leads me to believe that he would ever change his his tactics. And again... Hate it or love it, but that that's that's what it is. Um, th- you know th- that is who he is, and I th- I mean again that's a big reason of why I think so much so many players seem to love him is that he is so committed. He is so again he tells you exactly what he's feeling, and you know he ain't bullshitting you. So, but after a five to one loss, followed you know preceded by a I mean a five to nine loss preceded by a six to one loss preceded by several other draws and wins hadn't had a win again since July 19th when they look really good against Chicago who does not look good at all um so yeah anyway before we we get into this week's let, let me just break down the the standings and everything let's remind everybody where we are this is um, again the San Jose Earthquakes just just played LAFC, and right now they sit in 12th place, still in the basement of the Western Conference, at uh, with 14 points. Again, they got those very valuable three points against Los Angeles, and Seattle still Seattle Portland still leading the West, still just. Humming along, those are those are going to be tough matchups all this whole season. But dude, the Quakes, right above the Quakes, you got Galaxy and you got Vancouver. Uh, both both teams, Vancouver has just been bleeding goals. Galaxy cannot seem to fucking 
find a run to figure it out. And those are your next two matchups. So after after this LAFC match, you're looking if you're the Quakes, you gotta now's the time to to, to show something. Um so yeah, anyway, that it looks like there I, I keep you know, there is a playoff line. I don't the rest of the season has been announced the rest of the regular season, but I don't know if they really announced how they're going to do the playoffs or are they going to just try to do a condensed version of what they've done in the past. Uh, but anyway, the top eight teams make it. Like I just said, the San Jose Earthquakes, come on, we're not even talking about playoffs right now. They are in 12th place at the bottom of the tournament, or I mean of the Western Conference table, and they're just trying to look like a respectable soccer team out there. And, and like I was just talking about a couple of minutes ago, Going after that five nothing loss in Colorado, it just that one was as close to the I the I'd seen the players giving up on on the the I don't know if the system or the game or what they just did not look interested to be there. Uh, granted, again. The training, the the schedules, all crazy. Uh, Colorado's at elevation. There could have been other factors, but the the team just didn't look motivated from the opening whistle. They did not look like they were ready to to correct the ship there in Colorado, and they got their ass handed to them. They got their asses handed to them. Didn't matter that Kaikamara was gone. Um. Was it Tyler Beeson over here? No, all these Tylers and shits <laughs> get cool names like Judson. Uh, anyway, um, I mean Colorado just put on a show. Colorado just put on a show. So anyway, go, and then so here comes LAFC. Quakes are going down in Los Angeles. They've never beaten. Los Angeles uh, Football Club, even though LAFC is struggling right now, they're sitting in seventh place even after that loss to San Jose. Um, the Quakes had never beat them. I mean, that, that's all you needed to say. That, that's all you needed to say of, you know, how important or how difficult that match was for the Quakes. The Quakes had never beaten LAFC. Again, they had just got their asses handed to them 6-1. to one recently so i i i was not i no i was fucking scared i was scared as again lafc because i mean lafc kicks the quakes ass when the quakes are into it and committed and and trying to win but after seeing their performance in colorado i was just like fuck this is gonna be Shit, you know, if you come in there with droopy shoulders against fucking Bob Bradley's crew, you're fucked. You're fucked. And uh, again, fortunately for the Quakes, and I'm not even trying to take anything away. Obviously, the Quakes played the way they wanted to play, and and they came out with a W. They they that's that's the bare bones to it. That that's the bottom line. Is that the Quakes uh, were able to impose their style of play for long enough to to score more goals than, than LAFC. That's that's what it came down to. But to be completely honest, 
dude, again, LAFC, not only are they struggling, they you could tell they weren't hitting that fucking R2 fucking turbo button, you know? They they're they're a superior team uh all over the roster and and they know it. In fact, dude, ah, shit, I'm here staring at LAFC just on my board, and I'm just pretty much a- acknowledging that this team is better than my team, and I, it's an LA team. I mean, again, I don't know. There's no history with LAFC, but it just sucks to fucking just to say that. But anyway, so LAFC, I don't, I don't know if they really, you know, it is bigger problems going on with their squad or it was just a, a team that they'll, they'll figure it out that really didn't, didn't give any respect to the San Jose Earthquake, so they didn't come out playing like they wanted to. And you could you could see that that first that first half, the first two thirds especially of that first half, were really not that exciting. Uh, LAFC kind of a uh, little half ass stuff, and you were just seeing like fuck if this shit's tight. Fuck, the Quakes are in trouble, you know, and and you you actually saw a glimpse of that in the last ten minutes of the first half. LAFC just was like, "All right, this is we let it hang out around long enough, and people know what can happen if you let the Quakes hang around." So all of a sudden, they started imposing their will on the San Jose Earthquakes and playing their style, and it wasn't long before fucking Kaye just fucking. Rocket, fucking rocket. Um, doesn't help. There's no fans in there, so you could fucking definitely hear that metal post f- bouncing around when the ball hits the back of the net. But uh, Marek Anthony Kyrie, <laughs> um, amazing goal. And 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 I was like, fuck, here it is. Here it is. Bob Bradley's gonna go in there and be like, look, motherfuckers, y'all are better than these guys. Y'all are better than these guys. You should be way, way up, up more than one to nothing. Stop fucking embarrassing yourself. Stop embarrassing your fans. Go fucking put a effort together and kick their ass like you should. Honestly, that, that's what I was fucking scared about. Um, again, to seeing LAFC just finish that half off playing the type of game that they wanted to and, and just scoring so easily, so easily. And, but also, dude. Because obviously the Quakes came back second half, found the way to get those two goals, and I don't want to, I don't want to discount JT Marcinkowski's performance. I don't want it to. I definitely don't want to gloss over it. I don't want to keep going too far without mentioning that because I've I've been critical of him. I've believed he was the future, but I didn't think he was ready. When um, Daniel Vega was starting, I I believed that was the better option. And while he obviously was not the the most skilled goalkeeper, he was definitely an upgrade from what we've had in the past. And he definitely was more mature. I think I as as much as Almeida, I'm sure would love to say that he wants to win every single time. He also is a realist and was probably smart enough to realize that as he was trying to implement his style of play, 
there were going to be some matches, some six to one. I don't know if he probably, if he thought it was going to be that bad, but he probably understood that there was going to be some times that this team was just, it was not going to be their day. And if you're a young keeper and you're, you're losing five to one, six to one, four to one week after week, how long, you know, how long can, can the fucking manager tell you it's going to be all right, kid? They'll figure it out. You'll get better. Um, so I, I think a part of why Vega was here was for that because he was mentally tougher because he was a lot older. He didn't have much to prove at this point. He had already, he was comfortable with Almeida. Um, so not that Almeida put him out there as a sacrifice. Almeida understood that this guy is more mature. He, he's a little bit in his career more ready than this kid with who's just raw talent. And also he has the the mental capability of being able to fucking let five five go past him and lace his boots back up and come back the next week. Um and and so and yeah, and there was some times where I was like, dude, there was some matches where I'm like the Quakes would have either lost by more or lost the match or drawn if it wasn't for Vega and some of the skills and just, you know, that knowledge that he brought to the game. I was always concerned. His hands are his, are to me, one of his most concerning things. Well, the save percentage as well, because you you can't let him in, but I, I was bothered that he didn't seem to have very strong hands. He seemed to want to punch the ball a lot. The, or the, you know, they, a lot of rebounds came from hard shots directed at his body. He just kind of parried them away instead of catching them. I didn't know what that was. Um, and I, I think like Rotowire or something had that stat. It was hard to find that stat of um, the percentage of punches of, of goalkeepers. But when I found it, Vega stood out in the league. It was It was pretty interesting. But so anyway, so it was... It's it was cool to see Marcinkowski get his his shot, and I I don't know what drove Almeida. I mean, at this point, what what he got to lose as well, right? And and well, what I well, again, what I like about Marcinkowski, which I think w- would really mesh well with Almeida's style, is he's a really good passer. He's a really good passer, and sometimes. You know, when you need to get the ball up quickly, when you got Jackson Ewell in a spot where he can just get the offense rolling, um, JT can do that. JT JT can find that spot and, and get the get the offense going. And there was one one play in particular, and I was gonna write it down. I didn't have a pen around me, and I just I was actually laying watching the Cavs fucking comfortable. But Galaxy comes in, they came in from the left wing. They came in from the left wing, and then they they go, they come at JT. They they take a shot. I believe it was either at the edge of the box or or just inside the box, and it was a fucking rocket. It was a rocket. Um, again, because of the angle, I believe the whole intent was to try to get a rebound, and JT just fucking absorbed this. I mean, I remember hearing it. I was like, that shit was fucking loud. That's on Vega would have would have parried that out. I think the Quakes had enough numbers in the box, and depending where it bounced, they they still would have been okay. 
but I still I think Vega that's something he would have had trouble corralling. Marcinkowski just grabbed. Not only did he just grab it, he had the awareness to turn around and realize that LA had numbers forward, and he could probably catch him off off guard, which he did. He threw the he throws the ball like thirty yards. I think it might have been to Yule, but. I mean, ultimately, I don't think nothing came of it, but it would just show that that was just something I, I, I've i never seen Vega do, and that's just something that you see goalkeepers do around the world on a regular basis. You know, uh, being able to catch the ball and turn around and put it into play and, and get your offense going and catch the team, other team on their heels. And that is one thing that JT brings to you, and he brought that. He, sh- he basically showed all his qualities this LAFC match, it, it was that that Kanye goal. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? That shit was a fucking rocket. There was traffic in front of him, you know. But he had some other great saves. He had some some great plays. His again, when he passes, it's just another, you know, it's just another midfielder out there in that way. But it. So so yeah so big shout out to to JT you know as you know as much as I say LAFC really was definitely off their game the Quakes were very much also on their game and that that's again I've said it several times before on this show that's what it's going to take against the LAFCs it, it it sucks to be that realist but it that's what where we are right now is the San Jose Earthquakes roster is lacking in a lot of key places where other teams have depth now. And in order for the Quakes to beat those teams, the Quakes are going to have to have a great game, maybe even an exceptional game, while the other team is going to have to struggle. And that's just what it's going to be for for the time being, you know, as long until the either the team spends more or the team spends sm- smartly and the signings that they do make pan out better than they have in the past. But either way, it worked out. I mean, the, you look at uh, the, the second half, as much as, you know, that first half was a little back and forth. LAFC kind of really did dominate. And at the end, they showed there that look for well, we can score at will. The, as soon as the second half started, I, I could just tell you could the earthquakes were passing it around, you know, getting in in the midfield, trying to find that that spot. They weren't really threatening yet, but there was just enough passes back and forth between the defense and the midfield that I was like, "Oh, dude, you I don't know what why LAFC is just why are you letting them do this?" You know. Um, because again, the Quakes can score against any team, any team in the league. I, like as much as like say their roster uh, may be lacking in quality, I still believe that with the style that they play on any given day, they they can beat any team. They can score against any team. So for LAFC to to watch them change their momentum and allow them even to change their momentum was, I think, even more disrespectful or more indicative of some other bigger problems going on within LAFC. But they, they just let them, just let them go. They let the quakes continue to, to play their way. And before you know it, it, 
here here come the quakes and <laughs> once again in the last 10 15 minutes of the match i mean well i guess 10 technical minutes but in 80th minute you kind of you know here comes Shay salinas same another rocket another rocket saying hey mark anthony you got fucking you got a foot i got a foot too motherfucker and he fucking scores of course Shay salinas i mean Shay came in there was that the typical 60 minute change i'm telling you keep paying attention to that all the cha- all the changes all the changes for Almeida are going to come between the 60th and 70th minute or most of them and you can tell what he what he wants to do with who he brings in which again it's not fucking rocket science you just watch this team enough um but yeah so Shea comes in 63rd minute comes in for marcos lopez baco comes in for wando at the same time and uh, also, Cade Cowell, man, Cade fucking Cowell comes in in the 68th minute for Carlos Fierro. Man, I, I'm I'm done with the new kid moniker or whatever. I mean, he's still the new kid, but nah, I fully, fully trust him. I fully trust the kid, Cade Cowell. I don't, I don't give a fuck that he's 16, 17, whatever. If he's starting against Philadelphia Union tomorrow, I'm comfortable with it. I don't care. That motherfucker, he's ready. He's ready. He's going to make mistakes, um, but he's not afraid to make mistakes, and he is so full of fucking talent, and he's so fast. He's so strong. Almeida's got to be, t- I don't know why, I don't know how, but Almeida's got to be t- putting it in his ear and be like, kid, the fucking sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. You have natural ability and you still are young enough to where you can go. But I don't know. He hasn't, he hasn't playing like a fucking madman. So Cade comes in 68th minute. He, He's the one that made the game winner. So so Shea scores 80th minute. You're going crazy. You're like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. The Quakes have been playing their style this whole second half. They just scored. I'm thinking here's the draw. We're gonna at least we're gonna get a draw. L- LA they they can definitely turn it on and just score whenever they need, but they hadn't. And the Quakes had the momentum. So it, I don't know. I, I didn't think 10 minutes was not enough for for LAFC to, to really try to mount anything. And especially right after a couple minutes, you know, when the when the match started again. No, it did not seem like LAFC was willing to play. They didn't want to play that day. So the Quakes were not content. Not fucking content. Um, and, and that's what I love when I saw, cause who, who did, yeah, he, so in the 63rd minute, Almeida brings in Shay, he brings in Vaco. He is making it known he wants to win. You know, Shay, of course he's, he's decently defensively, but those are really offensive minded, especially who did he pull? 
Marcos Lopez. So again, you put Shea Salinas for Marcos Lopez. You're showing you you you're trying to score. You're trying to win this fucking game. So the Quakes keep keep pushing, keep pushing. Ninety third minute, oh, amazing, amazing fucking play. Cade Cowell takes off, passes it to freaking Espinoza. Who, well, Cowell I think made steal. Does it even be? He starts it off by stealing the ball. He steals it, flicks it to uh, Espinosa. Espinosa runs down. Fucking centro right to the fucking Jackson Ewell, who is just in the perfect spot. I don't know how the fuck, how Espinosa was able to, to keep possession, tripping over three LAFC players, how he was able to thread it through and... Once it was on Yule's feet, Yule's fucking cool. So he's cool, calm, collected, and puts it in the back of the net. And you're like, that's it. That's fucking it. There's no, there's no coming back. And there wasn't. I mean, a couple, you know, minute, minute more pass. Whistle blows. Game over. Quakes get their first win over LAFC. Fucking elation. But. That's only the beginning. It, it, it's kind of frustrating because you see what they can do. They should not have lost five to one at Colorado. No disrespect to Colorado. I mean, Colorado, they're they're in fifth place in the West. They're not a fucking shit team, you know. But the the San Jose Earthquakes should have played a more competitive match. Um, and like I said, now you got next match is Galaxy coming up on the the third. Right, yeah, Saturday the 3rd, you got Galaxy, and then right after that, you got Vancouver, both at home. I mean, things are kind of weird nowadays, but the air is clear, clearing up here in, in the Bay Area. I mean, Napa is getting kind of bad, but... um, So, yeah, you got Galaxy coming up, you got Vancouver. Again, the, the two teams on top of you on in the table... Two teams that are also struggling. Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy. Galaxy have not won since September 6th. Where they beat LAFC 3 to nothing. Again, Galaxy, they can't figure their shit out, man. They're all discombobulated. Vancouver win, you know. They're, they've, the last four, they've won two, they've lost two. But they're still, again, at the near the bottom of the table. Basically, what I'm saying that is after a 2-1 win at LAFC, your first win ever, you have a great opportunity to ride that momentum. You have two matches at home against two teams that are struggling in the conference. You've you kind of have figured out yourself. You, you're, you were at LA, you know, it, fucking flight was 45 minutes. So you've been home. Y'all have a chance to fucking regroup. You know, figure it out. What what what's the fucking goal? Because you you get you get two positive results these next two matches, and and I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know. Not that I don't want them to win MLS Cup or anything, but that you know, saying all right, let's fight for a playoff position. That that just seems too much right now. I just want consistent results. 
Just just play consistent, stem the bleeding, and go into the winter with a, a definite plan of what the fuck the roster is going to look like next season. And then let's see if this team is a potential playoff contender. Anyway. Whew, that's it, man. That's it. I Positive news, baby. Po- I loved it. It was fucking, ah, that celebration by them. I could feel it. I felt it. I, I just laid there, took a breath, and was like, fuck. That felt good. As a fan, that felt good. I'm sure for the players, that felt good. Let's get, come on, boys. Give us some more. Give us a couple more. You got uh, Galaxy, a fucking classical coming up. That's your fucking rival. You got to let them know that that rivalry is still alive and that you are still better than them. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.